Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting in here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. You got a problem, son?
talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Not a game. Not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Man, we talking about practice. We're on. We are live. <laughs> We're not live, but we are. Yeah, we are here. Uh, welcome to Rooster Radio yet again, and this is actually our last show of the year. Uh, we are, however, on Friday the 17th doing a Christmas show over at the Joy Theater in Kings Mountain. So make sure to uh, pick up some tickets for that at KMLT.org. But in the meantime, today... We're talking to Benny Hunter. Give it up. Give yeah, it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make some noise for that, y'all. Yeah. Yes. do like drink champs. <laughs> Benny, thanks for coming all the way out here to uh, join us here at the Rooster Studio today. Yeah, y'all like 10 minutes from my crib, man. It was cool to come out here, man. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? We had a very talented hip-hop artist hey. in Gastonia. Oh, Wait, yeah. we knew. We've had a couple on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, Poverty breeds good music, and there's a lot of that in Gaston County. <laughs> is that the hood way of saying necessity is the mother of all yeah, invention? Exactly. I'm sure that all the rap music that's made in, like, you know, like Thousand Oaks in California is probably not that good, but I'm sure all the shit that's in Gastonia is fire. You get Dude, what I'm saying? Benny Hanna's fire. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Local, super local. Been local for like three years now. I, I love Gastonia, man. It's the Spartanburg of North Carolina, so you know what I'm saying? And my whole family's from Spartanburg, so I love it here. <laughs> Shout out to Spartanburg. Shout out yeah. to Spartanburg. Shout out to Mick Munchell. Shout out Ground to Ground Zero. Zero. What up? Yep. Love you, Mick. Mm -hmm. We really do. And I mean, you know, you're saying from Gastonia, but from Gastonia with three million views. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm from Asheville, but I'm in Gastonia. I live here, and like you know, since COVID happened, wherever you live, like that's you don't travel. You did, you know. So it's like I've been like, I've probably spent more days in Asheville or in Gastonia in the last eight years of my life than I have in Asheville. But I'm from Asheville. I grew up in there. But then I lived in Spartanburg. You know what I mean? I've lived everywhere. I'm one of those people. Now, is that because your music's taking you around the country? or Yeah, that, and I'm usually broke. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I usually throw in apartments with everybody. I'm always just trying to record. I always wanted to get out of the town I lived in as a kid because, like, I just didn't want to be somebody that, like, you know... <clears throat> Only Dying got on in my town. Yeah, I just wanted to, I think, even if you're the biggest rapper in your town in a place like North Carolina, like, if you're the biggest rapper in Asheville, that's the 11th biggest city in North Carolina, which is the 25th <laughs> biggest market in the United States, which is, like, the number one. We're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, it's, like, not really a big crown. It's, yeah. like, being, like, a midget trying to get into the NBA at that point. So, it's, like, you know, I had to try to broaden my horizons, and it didn't work, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It I mean, it worked. Work. It worked. Come but, on, man. Well, I mean, I'm still, to me, I'll always come back to North Carolina. Like, it's like, this is like, uh, you know, this is the best place. We were talking about earlier, it's the best place to live in, in the country to baby and, you know. Uh, we do have Petey Pablo. But listen, yeah. there's that. Petey but, Pop. like, the Charlotte area has got so, and, like, just Fayetteville, Murray coming out of there. It's like, North Carolina is probably. Jay Cole's from Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, North Carolina. I didn't know that. 
You know that. No, I didn't know that. But back in the 90s and the early 2000s, North Carolina was whack to be from, from North Carolina. <laughs> for, for, for music, not, not obviously not real life, but like if you were like, yeah, here's our music references of who we got, and it would have been like James Taylor. James Taylor, yeah. Jealousy, like, you know what hey, I'm don't saying? don't hail James Taylor. I love James Sweet Taylor. I got, James. I, I, you know, I, I like him. I, I'm all over to James Taylor. But the, <laughs> the thing is, like, now but North New Carolina York's is not. cool. Uh, New York is not, but, yo, they got their own guy. I'm trying to remember. He got this song called If I Had Time. Jim Groshi. Jim Groshi. Yeah, yeah, he's better. He, I like, honestly, I like him more than James Taylor because James Taylor got three or four jams I like, but Jim Groshi, I got. I got all, all of his jams. Dog, everything. He's got one Time album. Time in a Bottle. That's what I was going to say. Um, What's the one with Operator? Can you help me place this call? Oh, that's yeah. a great record. That's, that's yeah. I don't know the name of the record, but I listen. To that. I have that record, and he's got a blue shirt on, and he's got the big he's mustache. Like looking on at the a front. window, yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's just a. It's a. That's one. Of, honestly, out of all the records in my house, that's my favorite record. I always have that record showing. It really has the best that's, records. That's uh, it's the best record. It's a panty dropper. Oh, oh man, yeah. it is. Oh well. Also, if girls hear you, they're like, "Damn, you listening to that old school?" They, that's a rap. That's you know you can't bring her. Yeah, well maybe that's probably a lot of people's styles. They bring uh, the opposite sex over and they play uh, new school music. I don't do uh, that. I'll be playing old school shit because I'm smooth like that. But I'll be over to girls' houses and they'll be having like that new school like rap. Like the girl is rapping and she's like, "This is my butt, my butt, my butt." <laughs> and I can't. I am like so. Yeah, dude. I just I was too old when all that happened, so I like can't even like. Can't relate. Yeah, no, nah, because my friends got kids that's like 18 and 19, and like I knew them when they were like eight or nine, and now they're like popping to that. I was just like, dude, I just. Yeah, I, I'm an old school kind of guy myself, man, and luckily uh, my wife likes the same kind of music I like, and so we get, oh, we, you know, we get along with it. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, the classics, man. Jim, Jim's about. one of my favorites. Dude, he's definitely my number, he's probably my number one folk artist of all time. If I had to pick between uh, James and Jim, I think I'd pick Jim too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because that, if I had, if we did hits, if we did, they, they both get two songs, James would crush him. But if they both get 10, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's With not going to go down like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Josh, James or Jim? Man, honestly, it's, that's a tough one. Uh, I like I like a lot. I, I get I get down with the the easy vibe that James Taylor throws down. I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like when I'm in the mood for that Hopefully. that kind of music, James Taylor calls to me a lot more than Jim Croce. That's a good observation. James Taylor is more smooth, kind of laid back. Jim Croce's got that gritty, gravelly voice. It, it's more James more Taylor's dirty. for the family situation. Jim Groshi for the bitches. <laughs> that's why. That's I know, I man. I listen to Jim in my, in my truck a lot. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, word. I feel that, but it's like, bro, if she hears you with that time in the bottle or that operator, when she's she gonna be like, she's so deep. I'm telling you, it's a better, it's a better look. If she sees you listening to James Taylor, she's like this generic ass <laughs> halftime at the Panthers game. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great, man. <laughs> that's terrific. So, so, but well, okay. Before this Jim James uh, de- debacle, we were talking about North Carolina, right? Um, what can you tell us about South Carolina? Shit, man, my whole family or uh, half of my family's from South Carolina. The other half's from West Virginia. So I'm not sandwiched in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, but the lunch meat. I love Spartanburg. My, <laughs> you know, beef. Spartanburg's my favorite part of. <clears throat> 
as I get older, I wouldn't want to live in Spartanburg. I like Charleston a lot more, but I had some of the best years, my golden years, if you will. I was like <laughs> in college when I was living in Spartanburg, going all to the clubs out there, Club Zinc. All these clubs are gone. Club Dream. I just, you know. I, well, there's I, one club that's still there. We'll say it again. Ground Zero. Ground Zero. Check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've played Ground Zero, right? Man, I used to. We've done probably some of the biggest shows for hip hop there back between the years of 2000. I want to say like maybe 13 and 16 and 17. Some of the, it was definitely the best time of my life as far as me being just like winging it. You know, like we were just broke kids trying to put shows together. It was awesome. We got to hang out with celebrities on a regular basis. I was about to say, coming from, coming from that, from what you're saying right now, coming mm-hmm. from that mindset, mm-hmm. you know, talk a little bit about what goes through your head when you get booked on a show with like an like an ICP or a Twisted right, or right, right. Bubba Sparks. Yeah, Bubba well, shout Sparks, out to my like, manager, Juan Salas, who made a lot of that stuff, or certain parts of that aspect. You know, it's cool to hang out with those guys, but now I've done so many times where it's like they're my peers, and I'm at a point where I'm like less excited to hang out with celebrities. Well, more I'm like, not talking about the celebrity. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. the, the feeling of a guy who's, who's coming up, you know, nobody knows who you are yet. You're trying to make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you get you get the phone call. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you're going to open for name a famous person. Right, 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 right. Like, what goes to your head when you get that call? Well, it's different situations because sometimes it's like a situation where, like, that select or that whoever that artist is don't know nobody else in my town if it was Spartanburg or Asheville. So when they hit me up, I'm now I know that I'm gonna be a liaison, so I gotta have everything set up so it's pretty cool. That's always fun because it's just me hanging out with celebrities, picking their brains about certain records. And I've got to do that with like Bubba Sparks, he let me like Nard War, and like we had like two or three hours where we was just chilling and just let me add. And I'm a super geek of all the liner notes of old records, so I was asking him everything I could. So when it happens, I don't really think about the show aspect of it. I always think about like how much time am I going to get to spend with this person to be able to ask them nerdy ass rap questions. See, but that's that's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah, and it shows passion for for what you do. You yeah, know? and I'm nice. sure that you know I, I I don't know what it's like to be that famous of a celebrity, but mm-hmm. to to be able to go to a town and hook up with an opener that that's not all about what you got. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I that talk must about be yeah. Nice. It must be nice to have a real conversation yeah, about yeah, art yeah, with somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, a lot of times those guys are like, "Can you just like put me onto some like rich guys that play golf that could pay me a bunch of money to talk about <laughs> bubble gum or something?" You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> can I usually I do that. Some, yeah, yeah. Oh, can I, I do a commercial for a used auto like and get a percentage of the auto dealership? <laughs> I get, and I'm always like, "Yeah, well, what, what can I do for you?" Let me get 10 points on it. So, like, I always try to put all that stuff together. The coolest rapper I ever... I got to meet all the biggest... Almost all the biggest rappers. The coolest one I ever met was Jackie Chan. He's not not real Jackie Chan, but Jackie Chan. He was from Alabama, and he was, like, the illest, like, rapper ever. You know what I mean? Alabama's pumping out some hits over there, Alabama's the shit, and I've never been there, and if I don't go there, it's okay. (laughs) But, you know, like, I really really think that they have, like, the best hip-hop artists... Like for Southern artists, well, they're probably top five in the South for the last. I don't know, man. 10 years. Georgia, Georgia's got a lot of. Georgia's like number one. Great, yeah, number two is Texas. Number three is Florida, and I don't know where we probably four or five, bro. North Carolina is South Carolina. Here's the thing, right now, Texas in the two, late two thousands, 
we'll call it mid two thousands. You remember when they had Paul, Paul Wall, Chameleonaire, UGK, Mike Jones, you know, who? who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like they had, I mean, we could sit here and keep Slim Thug, Slim Thug. Lil Kiki, dipping on folks. Uh, uh, what's what's his name? <laughs> South Park. They're like, listen, there's a Texas back then. Eight ball. Listen, that all the Texas stuff. It, that's North Carolina. If South Carolina gets on, North Carolina and South Carolina have the ability to be like Texas was back then. Just yeah. There's a lot. Ha- popping there days. is a lot happening in North and South Carolina. Right they called a baby stunner from Vegas, Moray. Well, what about Blind Fury? Yeah, I was gonna say we got to mention yeah. Blind Fury and Hell, yeah. Lugoff, South Carolina. We got two million views together. Uh, shout outs to motherfucking Grind Mode. Shout outs to Blind Fury. Shout outs to Venomous. Shout outs to. My man Jones McShine. Uh, shout outs to everybody that's on that track. We absolutely that was a, that was the most legendary North Carolina song ever. That was uh, if you haven't watched it, t- tell them where to look, what to look for on YouTube. There is a just type in Grind Mode Cipher Charlotte Volume Ten. Grind Mode Cipher Charlotte Volume Ten. Biggest cipher in the history of, history Fantastic of Carolina. Fantastic YouTube video yeah, and yeah, well yeah. produced too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know Ray. who did it. Shout out shout the out videographer. To because yeah, oh, oh yeah, uh, Grind Mode Cipher. Lingo, you know what it is, baby. That's my dog. That's my homie. Yeah, he can call me for anything. It's a anything. great video. Great yeah, yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. And it's a great moment in the culture, too, because that, like, they East Coast rap, and East Coast MCs and South South MCs, it's not the same. And for them to come, go all over the country and go to Utah and all these places, Cali, New York, blah, 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 but they come to Carolina, and we light it up for the biggest one they ever do, and it's the biggest one in the history of North Carolina, man. Hey, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, Strange Music back in the day. Yeah. Because there was so many yeah, diverse yeah, different characters. so many different types of rappers on this one that. label that that were making it work. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they 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 make these videos where you know you've got you know ten different styles on one song. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. works. It sounds yeah. good. And know? that's what makes it. It's got to sound like six different dudes or like six different characters. Like a lot of them shits, they sound. It's like one dude, and they all like got lyrical, spiritual miracles going on. You know what I'm saying? And it's just I like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like stuff that like. You know, it makes it hard to listen to. But also, you know, a lot of people just want to listen to it like where it's like MCs going all day. A lot of cats that work on cars or put tents on whips and all that stuff or work in barbershops, they want to hear you rapping. So if you got six people rapping in a row, they'd rather have that than that than a commercial. Right. So that's their style. So, You had a chance to do any work with uh, Brennan Campbell out in Charlotte? Small guy raps really fast. Yeah. He's a metal singer. I have. I yes. have. He came over to my house and he dro- he got, oh, I can't tell the story. We hung out. <laughs> that's, that's my guy. He's a good guy. We chill. I, I saw him in Columbia. We got some hilarious tales. And you should, he should be on this and he should, you should tell him about me. He'd be like, yo, those guys are crazy. My boy, <laughs> my boy Rich got a song where he's like, I'm chilling with a chick that's Brazilian. He's not my boy. I don't even know. Uh, but he got a, he got a song where he's like, uh, I'm chilling with a Brazilian. She said, hit me up and said she never want to chill again. A lot of people be coming to party with us and they'll be like, listen, man, just don't even like hit me up. Don't even, <laughs> just go way too hard. Just come from a different cloth. And he was definitely like that. But that's def- that's one. Of, I think that's his latest drop that he put out. Put out his brand new video for. I think uh, we're 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 in the process of talking to him about. Yeah, I'll tell him to come over. I think I got his. This is not my, I definitely got his number. I'll call him. Tell him come over here. He's cool as hell, man. He spits double time. Uh, shout out to we got a homeboy Jack Defrost and my man Jack Defrost is always like, yo, that guy's the shit. Brandon Campbell. Yeah, I do remember him. Cool dude. We haven't been on the same thing, or maybe we have, and I just don't know about it. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that we have. We might have though. I'm Are you reaching the point in your career now where you're forgetting? <laughs> Dog, <laughs> Shit, you I missed. dropped five albums, and this year then came out with the re 
Talk uh, about it. Talk about the five right. albums. I last just like. Year. I just. I, uh, like, so, yeah. so hold on. We'll, we'll set it up. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So. So 2019, you're 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 going around doing shows, right? At the beginning, before, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 2019. Yeah. 2019, yes. you're doing shows, Mad you're shows. traveling around, yeah, you celebrities, know, things are going well, you're making money, you know, loving it, women, all this, yeah. 2020, and then, then 2020 wow, nothing. I'm chilling in my room. I have, I, I used to do an album every four years. I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to go to the shows and hang out and just chill with everybody and get some money and just have a great time. And, like, that's all it was. But now, like, after the... Then I had to go back and, like, face that person that I had become for, like, a year and a half and just chill in my crib. It was crazy. So then I just started... Working. Well, the thing is, the bills keep coming, man. So you got to keep, like, what you going... Like, with these cats that come out with the album a year... This year, they didn't make no money. They they probably well they, unless they had some crazy business plan. But it's like nowadays, like our videos peak after two days. Like if we get twenty thousand yeah. views in two days, that's what that that's video it. got. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you have to keep coming out with content constantly. So that's what I do. But you know what? That's good for me because I'm I can write all day. I've been doing that shit since well, I was you six. Said, you said something. You said face the person you've become, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did did. Did that process create art for you? Hell yeah, man! But but it's it was a whole it's it's, it's just been a whole thing. Like I've had to make songs more personal. I was making them for the crowd because my job was to make them go dumb so they would want me to come there without the celebrity. True. I'd tour around the country. I listen. If you opening act Jack, which is what my boy Cramro used to call us, was what we do when you open for the celebrity. The celebrity wants you to have the most <clears throat> stage time you can so they have the littlest amount of stage time. The fans want you to have the littlest amount of stage time so they can sp- they spend money to see the celebrity. They're not unreasonable for that. Right. The celebrity got 40, 50 dates. They also ain't unreasonable for how they want to do you. You get what I'm saying? So you're trying to find this balance. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Want the, you want to entertain this crowd, but you don't want to wear them out to where they don't yeah, want to yeah, like, get exactly, off the stage. exactly. And then you, you because we've been at those shows. We've been at those shows. If you're a hardcore fan, well, at the same time, the celebrities expecting you to set the tone, right? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of them are. Some of them want you to fail so they can come. I'm gonna be all the way honest. When it's like 50, 60 show tour. When they get down to us in Asheville and Spartanburg, they don't want to do shit. Like they're doing, they're about to hit Georgia, and after they hit Georgia, they're about to hit Florida. So they're hitting us on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and then they're gonna be out there. They're gearing up for meetings and stuff that they're doing in Florida and Georgia, and like this is like just that's just how they treat it. Just to be all the way honest, they usually just kind of. Well, that's you're not the first person that I've heard that from, and you know, I, I don't want to. Thanks for too the much beer. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. I don't want to say too much time on this, but that's that's the reason why we just want to do weekend shows and we want to start small and build build with local. Right, because right. I, I know, like you know, we're, you got Charlotte, you got Raleigh, uh-huh. you got Greenville, you got Columbia, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Asheville's on that Raleigh, list. Asheville's on that Asheville. list. Asheville. So, so anything you get in this area, the chances of you getting a Friday or Saturday night with a with a big name is slim to none. But the cool thing about rappers and metal bands is like a met like they can hit. We got if you really really getting it in, we you can hit. 7 to 11 dates in Carolina. Because you yeah. can hit four. Let's talk about four in South Carolina, right? 
uh, Charleston. Let's just creep up the coast. Uh, we got Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. Then we got Columbia. Columbia. Let's say Greenville, Greenville, Spartanburg, Greenville, Spartanburg. Yeah, All right, that's Greenville. four. Now I know we can do eleven in North Carolina. It, it wouldn't be no problem. A fav- you know. Well, if you're regional, it's it's beneficial. Yeah, but right? if you off the hook and you're really trying to tour and you're really connected, you can hit this. Will end up this in Ohio. You can create a whole Ohio. tour in just the two states. I mean, yeah, you literally yeah. Michigan, you can do a fall Michigan tour. and Ohio and Florida are all in that boat too. Georgia's not quite in that boat, but. But we are in a boat where it's like, okay, if you have so many fans in the United States, if there's 250,000 people in a town, you know that you have 250 people there. North Carolina has 11 towns that fit within that demographic. Run the dates. You're you right. Know? Yeah. 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 I like that you think that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a regional artist, and you understand the the mathematics and the business side of it. Well, that's the booking agent uh, yeah. side of it. Artists, yeah. they don't even need to understand that they got to work on their art. But once you really like, once you stop working at your job, or your only thing is that you run a venue, like it becomes less about your opinions and how you feel about the music, and more about how you make sure that everything's taken care of. So it becomes like real. It's like if you were in the forest, you probably wouldn't be worried about Jesus and like your taxes. You know what I'm saying? You'd be trying to make sure everything gets worked out and you have enough, like, you know, dead uh, chipmunks to eat. Yeah. Foraging for berries. <laughs> you feel me? Like, that's how, that's how it is being a professional in the music industry world is. You know what I'm saying? Which is great to get some in, it's great to get some insight into it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always fun to hear from an artist that has been there, done that, and, and understands the business. <clears throat> and you know, hopefully we can we can help foster this mentality with with other local artists and yeah. help them yeah. springboard into regional and national jobs. Yeah. Now you know you. There's not a you know you, you mentioned earlier, there's not a whole lot of meat on the bone when it comes to North Carolina artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many North Carolina artists have you gotten to meet and work with? All of them, or not all of them, but like almost everybody. I feel like everybody that's been in the game for what I do for my little circle. I'm not part of the trap community. I got people that's associated with me that's in that community, but North Carolina makes that kind of music. But I'm a hip hop artist. This is more like uh, underground hip hop left left over from LimeWire and uh, when records <laughs> like I'm like a hip hop artist well, and I'm a businessman but those guys do that trap stuff and like I don't even want nothing to do with it I don't even Google trap rap music I feel on, like I I'm like T.I. I, oh I yeah. love I love, love T.I. I love all that stuff but now this stuff that's New probably happened in the, yeah no that's cool because that's from my era but like in the last 10 years I mean you're probably just like I mean all of us like this like man I don't even know nobody that's that old that listens to the new music that comes out and stuff like that so I just don't I don't even know what's going on. When I think trap music, I think of like all that stuff that's come out of Atlanta and, and Charlotte for the last five to eight years, probably twenty years, that I just know nothing about. Well, one one thing, um, and, and we talked a little bit before the show about this. Uh one thing about hip hop, and this is this is one of the things I love about hip hop is how well hip hop meshes the hip hop community meshes with the metal community. Right, it does like, mess very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, kind of the same guys. If you like, go to a Wu Tang show, a Wu Tang show is almost everybody that would have got tickets to a Slayer show. Yeah. All right. So, so let me break it down. Let me get scientific for a minute, right? Yeah. So, hip hop, heavy metal, classical music. Yeah. All three of those genres are hitting on the same signature, same note signatures. Yeah. When you make your music, uh-huh. when you're making beats with hip hop. You're using the same math and science that you use when you write a classical song. Same math and science when you're writing a metal song. That's right. Very true. And 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 that's those are the only three genres that do that. Country doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? No other genre. Pop music doesn't do that. Right. Right. And and for and 
there's there's got to be something to that science that that tells us why rap and hip hop or uh, hip hop and metal yeah. get along so well, and they create some of the best shows. You've done metal shows, oh, right? I love. I, I've opened up for. Uh... And uh, what's the name of these guys? Hold on, fuck the metal guys will hate me for this. I'm fucked with some big metal motherfuckers. Well, the guy I was chilling was from North Carolina. Um, Mushroom Head. I'm oh, listen, oh, like oh, yo, listen. You know, that's a percussionist. Uh, now he's the lead singer. His his yeah. name was something. I can't remember. I was just hanging. It was dope. Those guys, listen. Hip hop's kind of corny on on the like our stage game. Like it's not corny. It's just like it's a dude in the mic and his audio is supposed to make your brain happen. Mushroom Head don't play that shit. Oh, they play the shutter. drums. Them yeah. shits are coming up. They catching the waters. <laughs> Everybody's got a mask. We did the ground zero joint. The guy that plays the piano, like, has a guitar around his neck. Yo, he's hanging upside down times. from his rafters, yeah. and he's playing like this. And, like, I'm going before them, and my manager's like, we rapping tonight. We live in Spartanburg. I'm like, whatever. We get to it. It's all, like, like a whole bunch of white people with shaved heads. I'm pretty sure I was there that night. Yeah, and I got blown off stage. I've seen them just about every time they've come to ground zero. Bro, one night I got I got so smashed, and I, it was one of those nights where I decided I was going to fight the crowd. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was completely... Completely smashed, completely smashed, and like I looked, the house was sold out, and like I was playing my song. Oh man, it was a crazy story. It's a whole story, but yeah, I've I've, I've done all tons of metal shows. Here's what people don't realize about people: like man, metal and rap. Like the dopest, most black record of all time is Fear of a Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? And like they got a that, that shit has got Slayer samples in it, and like you know I'm like like. If you listen to a lot, I, I, rappers be hitting me with beats, and I'm like, "That's a Megadeth sample," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's dope, right?" Like they don't even they get to buy the beat from the guy that sampled Megadeth, so they don't even know it's the Mega. Like anybody, just if you're really in the game, like listen, we was talking about this with listen, what uh, drag shows, metal uh, bands, wrestling, rap shows, uh, little flea market things. This is the industry. This is what yep. venues deal in. Okay, so like all the heads of all these things, we all know each other. Rest Wrestling is a big one that's coming up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of hip hop and wrestling. Griselda, hip hop and wrestling is super, super all over. Well, I mean, we mentioned it a little bit ago when we were talking about Brandon Campbell. But I mean, he was out touring, doing playing dates all over the place with Zeus, you know, doing metal stuff back then. Hanging. I remember he was doing a show up in Charlotte. He was literally hanging from the from the rafters of the ceiling, upside down, screaming into the microphone. Man, now he's just help. spitting lines, that's doing fire. crazy rap like stuff, dude. He was he, he's amazing. Hell yeah, I ain't got no health insurance, so I ain't hanging up for nothing. I really ain't even playing <laughs> basketball no more. Like, I'm chilling back on everything. Like, on the stage, I'll be standing still looking at everybody to see who's gonna, sh- which one's gonna Do you shoot have a me. favorite metal band? Uh, I, listen, man, okay, we're gonna talk about this. I am born in 1990, so I love new metal. All the things that I love aren't because I listened to all the metal records and associated what made metal records great and then put all my points into them. What happened is I was in high school and there's a radio and I listened to the radio. So I love what's Limp called Biscuit. new metal with the little two dots above it. Lip Biscuit, I love POD, I love, I love saliva. Dude, me too. I love, I love. I know all the songs to Lincoln Parks for the first two records, and I know some of the guys that did Reanimation. I've chilled with them, and they're like, they don't even remember that part of their life. And I'm like, you were on Reanimation. <laughs> oh, shout outs to DJ Green Lantern who did that whole record, who just produced some joints for me. And the whole time, like everybody's like, oh man, that guy's Nas's DJ. I'm like, yeah, he did Reanimation, and I'm like freaking out. I'm a new metal guy. I listen to new metal, and all my friends say I still listen to Jimmy Eats World, Chevelle. 
Breaking Benjamin. Good one. I listened to all that shit, but that's my metal era. After that, I was chilling with metal bands and had no idea who they are, and I don't really care to. Uh, I, I don't listen to metal. I don't listen to it. I See, my biggest metal it. stuff is Nickelback. I love hey, that. You know what? Okay, dude. listen. Everybody gonna say that, dude. but Nickel ninety three point three to Planet. They got that's flavors. what hit my house. So Nickel Nickelback gets the check in yeah, my book. I said it. Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, man. They got some bangers. Dude. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep bringing it up until Michael Nut kicks me off the show, and I'm not allowed back in here. <laughs> Here's the thing about Nickelback: if they never sold no records, and you found their CD at uh, what's the shit where they sell all used clothes? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right flea there. I'm at the flea right market, here. if you heard if picture that, this photograph and no. you was like, okay, this band's not garbage. You get what I'm saying? That would be a good local Gastonia band. I, I, I'll agree to disagree. Okay, okay. If I okay. bought that at the flea market. I'd, I'd find that dude I bought it from and punch him in his face. Can see, see, I'm a, I'm on the same page. I think that every I think that the reason why everybody gives Nickelback so much hate is much. because it's people give Nickelback so much hate. If no, people didn't no, give Nickelback so much hate, they no, wouldn't get so no, much all right, hate. All right, I'm, all right, I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna break the Nickelback shit down right now. This is all right. Sorry, sorry to interrupt this broadcast. <laughs> the reason the reason why why we hate Nickelback. <laughs> Is because Nickelback came in riding the coattails of Dimebag Daryl, and they and oh they, really and they, explain and they, this to me. How does this right, happen? So 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 yeah. those guys knew Dimebag, right? Hold on, and, and I'm, I'm, white, I'm, I'm a white black. I let tell you got to explain. All right, I, so uh, tell them what tell them what band Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag is Pantera. If you're watching so, this, you don't know who Dimebag Daryl right. is. No so, problem. Okay. Dimebag Daryl dies tragically, leaving the whole fan base completely scarred. Right. And today, people say you're not going Dimebag Daryl me. It's a regular term. You know right. what I mean? So, so, so you know, you know, uh, Dimebag after Pantera, you know, they started Damage Plan, and and Damage Plan took Nickelback on the road. And when Nickelback first started making Hold music, on. Pantera took Nickelback on the road. No, 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 no. Damage Plan did. What is that? What is that one? That's that's so Pantera. Pantera's up. from Brazil, right? No, no, no. no. They're Texas? from Texas. Texas? From Texas? Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. So, so, they, so they broke up right right around 2000. And and Dimebag and Vinny went on the road oh, with Damage yeah. Plan. And they, they started a whole new band. Great song. Save Me is a great song. Um, so they And they took Nickelback on the road. They, they were friends with Dimebag. And at the time, they were writing metal music. And they built themselves as a metal band. Right. And they, they wrote one album that came out and has a little bit of commercial success, and they started to get entrenched in the metal community. And then they started writing fucking pop songs with the heavy guitars. They was getting muddy, loving cocaine. Straight, they straight sold out. God bless and so so like they tried to get all a bunch of metal fans on on their on their on their let stuff. Me, let me pause for and a second, then they took this mad right turn. For all the hip hop heads at home, uh Dimebag Daryl is the pimp C. Of metal music. Continue. Okay. Continue. Okay. You, that, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> very good analogy. Yeah. And, and so, so anyways, so, so they, so they build themselves a metal. They kept booking themselves on metal festivals, metal shows, and they kept trying to like be a metal band to the fans. And then they go and write, look at this, and they write these pop songs. And, and Do like, you feel the like they probably just started taking songwriters at that point? No, I don't think anyone else wrote their songs. I think they took the easy way out. They did... God, I don't want to piss people off, but they can't did, hit them with it. They they did they did what what country singers do. They started playing to the lowest common denominator. I know all about it. Yeah, so so they started writing songs 
to appeal to the people who who <laughs> who buy Coca Colas at the football game. He <laughs> started writing music for guys who airbrushed their hood of their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> look at this photograph. Listen, if they put a little more southern on it, it would be the it worst be, music other. Like, yeah, but because it's like playing? a Canadian accent on it, it sounds good in the grocery store. But it doesn't sound good in the grocery store with a southern yeah. accent. Check out this picture here. Yeah. So Done about it back from some years. That's why people started hating Nickelback. And 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 then like a whole bunch of people jumped on that bandwagon. And I know they got fans out there. Attacked. And you might be a fan of Nickelback, and I mean no offense to you, but your musical taste sucks. But dog, also, if you a fan of Nickelback, <laughs> like that's your thing, yeah, go get hit by a truck. You probably wear wife beaters and you wash your car all the time. You know, hey, I, I, I want to get my metal face back real quick. What, when I said from Brazil, I was thinking of Sepultura. Sepultura oh, yeah. is from Brazil, That's a Brazil right? Yeah. From Brazil. I, I, I got to be honest. I've listened to these records when I've been trying to sample shit and steal shit. And when I listened to the Sepultura record, I took more samples than I took from the uh, fucking Dimebag Daryl record. The fucking Pantera records. The Pantera records. But on the Fear from a Black Planet, they sampled. Uh, who did they sample? They sampled some met one of those two metal bands, Slayer. 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 They, Slayer. They, they Slayer. Slay, and I, all right. So Slayer, one of the dudes from Slayer, left Metallica and kicked everybody's ass. No, that's Megadeth. No, that's that's Megadeth. Megadeth. Okay, yeah. see, so listen. Dave Mustaine was the original guitar uh, guitar player for Metallica, and uh, they kicked him out because he, he was mad alcoholic. And then did he beat uh, their ass though? That's nah, the story. No, nah, I think uh, no, I, he didn't beat nobody's ass. He started Megadeth and then kicked their ass. Listen, musically. I listen to Megadeth. No, no, fuck and I don't know shit about motherfucking oh, rock music, but I who? don't know. Listen to the Metallica albums, and then when Dave Mustaine left, those albums the whole, sound a whole yeah, lot different. Yeah, the whole the whole album listen, changed. Listen, whoever the guitarist is in Megadeth. Is got to be the illest of all time. That's Dave I listen oh, to yeah. their music yeah. and like this guy's guitar solo is like fucking sixty four bars. Yeah, Holy Wars is one of the greatest. Dog, he's fucking insane. And like that Hendrix and all that shit from the sixties, they were making like folk cool sound. They were just getting used to like the electrical sounds and all that shit. But this guy from Took Megadeth, he's the fucking Kobe Bryant of that shit. He's fucking incredible, man. I'm telling you, that's the best guitarist. And I don't even know whose name. Dave Shout Mustang. out to Dave Mustang. Dog, his shit is fire. He's the he's got to be the illest. Hey Dave, if uh, we we gonna get you on the get you on the next season, come on come on down, Dave. We'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> oh, get, yeah, we'll get you yeah, on the next season through, of the, through, the Rooster Podcast. I, I would agree with you guys, but I'm more of a Metallica fan than I am. Right, that's okay. Right, There's nothing wrong with it. Like like any like if you anyone that says they like one and not the other is full of shit. First of all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like bullshit. those guys that are like I'm a Star Wars fan, but I don't like George Luke. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. You know. If you let, if you fuck with the shit, you fuck with the shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're both Director great. They're both great metal bands, but yeah. Metallica was a very different band after Dave Mustaine, and it's still good music. It's still good. You know, I remember in the '90s when Load and Reload came out. So many. You can even go back to the Black Album. Black Album pissed off a lot of Metallica fans, and and they're like, you know what? You're full of shit because if you if Metallica's name was not on that album and you heard that album, you would love it. Yep. Yeah. You just hate that it doesn't sound like 
and Justice for All. Ooh, you hate that it like. doesn't sound like Kill 'Em All. I think that's you what know? killed Linkin Park is because there was people like me that those first two albums were uh, real inspired by that like uh, rap rock thing going on, exactly. and the best versions of that done by the highest level producers. And after that, hip hop changed. So once that they were trying to new, incorporate new hip hop with the like new rock, it was like combining emo sure. with, and it's like, dude, I didn't follow, I didn't even get the like whatever they happened after the meteora and either. all that. I didn't get any of that stuff. So you're saying all this shit about uh, people falling off the bandwagon when the band changed, and then you're over here hating on Nickelback. I mean, all I can say is. <laughs> I never said that I liked them, and I never did like them. <laughs> Yo, my homies did a show with uh, the guy that's uh, the guy. Oh, oh well, Creed. Okay, because we're talking about this Creed. If you were chopping up all the songs, I like love Creed, bro. The, the higher Creed level, the dot wave higher. file. Yeah, his his Man, voice. So like what Kanye West does with records with Aretha Franklin and stuff, where he speeds up the BPM of them and then yeah. samples them. If you do that with Creed, it sounds sick because they're the mics they were using and they were like such high quality studios and everything. If you speed that up and like make beats out of it, they I'm were done supposed it. to be the next Pearl Jam. But my friends did a show with them and he said he wouldn't perform on stage in Asheville at the something called the. Some shit downtown. The orange peel? Nah, nah, nah. It was the other one, the Great Eagle. Oh, okay. And uh, he wouldn't hit the stage because he was Christian or whatever until everybody left. Or uh, not until everybody left, but until all the beer was gone. Because he wouldn't perform on the stage with the alcohol in you know, the spot. You know, look, look, look. Not everyone, not everyone is is cut out to have money. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Not everyone is good with money. Oh, that's a great Didn't Jesus make water into wine and stuff though? Like it's just a weird pick. Here's what I here's my suspect, and I'm from the music here's industry. Line. Here's my line. That guy had a percentage of alcohol sales in the bar. So if it all got sold out, then he got more money. So he wouldn't perform until they bought all the stuff that paid for him. That's how well, I, that's the case, I don't know genius. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He played yeah. everybody. But it's like that's what a, or the, 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 the guy, leaders of the Jesus community would do. That's a, he was a, he's an evangelical, uh, <laughs> evangelical uh, predestin or whatever, his, whatever they're doing over Speaking there. Speaking of evangelical, let's talk about that because <clears throat> there's a – there's a couple of hip hop artists that are, you know, build themselves a Christian artist and are making a lot of noise. You heard of this NF? Yeah, man. People hit me up and they're like, yo, you need to make some shit like NF. They hit me up all the time. I'm not big into the Christian thing, man. It's not my thing. I, it's, it's cool if really it is your thing. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really mine either, but but guys like him, uh, Skillet is a is like a hard rock band that that's you know that that's that's Christian based. For today. Four today. Four today's good. And, uh, Do you guys Demon know about Hunter? four plus one? Red. Four plus one. Red. Red. I don't it's, know about the, the four South plus Park one. episode where like they make like a Christian oh, band. Oh yes, and I did. on the cover, looking off to the sea like that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That was man. a brilliant episode. Yeah, man. Oh uh, man, a Christian, one of the Christian biggest South Park fans. I, I am. I love South Park. I dude. I watch. I watch this. The the thanks. I'm I'm super critical. I'm gonna be paying for the app. I love South Park. It makes me forget that I'm it kinda, alive. Well, it kind of upsets me that you got to pay for the app to see. The I'm okay with that. I got ten dollars for anything that South Park does. Yeah. It takes me away from my life, man. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I don't want them to bring back Mr. Hanky. I can tell they're about to do it, but it's like, man, whatever. I just want to. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas. <laughs> you remember last the last.
last couple of years we had the Mandalorian to look forward to during yeah. Christmas time. It's, it's like, happening. Well, yeah, I thought it's it was happening Christmas. after Christmas. But what? dude, it's like that's it's when they're before start, Christmas. Nah, they're doing that's when they're doing uh, the bounty hunter or uh, what's it called? Uh, Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. The Boba book Fett. of Boba Fett. Yeah. So like you know we'll we'll see. But to yeah. me, I'm not. That's cool too. So I guess you're a Star Wars guy. Dude, <laughs> my original name was Benny Hanna Kenobi when I did all my shows at Ground Zero at cool. the beginning, and then Jelly Roll pulled me aside, did this thing where he like hugs me real tight and it's uncomfortable and he's like nobody can spell your name he's like you gotta shorten that shit and i was like okay all right and so i did so like but also when i was benihana kenobi after the shows fans would come up to me and they'd be like have you read the third book in the second edition where the don solo does (laughs) i'm like bro i like the movies i was on the move my name's ben ben kenobi i just logically did benihana kenobi you know and I was just about to I ask, how'd you land on Benihana? Like, yeah, because well, uh, when yeah. Uh, Michael said uh, earlier in the week, hey, Thursday, Benihana's coming, I'm like, I'm going to show up hungry then, man, Benihana. <laughs> that would be fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, dog, when I was with Jackie Chan, uh, he told me stories about like when people thought like he was Jackie Chan. You know what I'm saying? They get overexcited. Like, Benihana is coming. They'll be like, the restaurant guy? And then I get there, and I'm like, I brought a 40. <laughs> like, who is this guy? He's ready to eat some Chinese food. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. It's hibachi. But, uh, but yeah, how did you land on Benihana? My name's BH. That's my initials. So it's like my friends couldn't really pronounce you my name. You didn't want to call yourself Bo? Yeah, B. That would work. Is it w? No, listen, I'm really bad at spelling. You can check my face, whatever, anything that I ever write, everything's spelled wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I went to a school for dyslexia and all that stuff. And on top of that, like, I'm just not that smart. And, like, with the spelling thing, like, have you ever gotten to a conversation where somebody starts thinking they beat you in the conversation because you spelled something wrong? I've never been there. No, I try not to like? People will be like, whole, not whole. <laughs> Ah, they win. I'm like, you're the one that's gay for stopping and saying that shit. Because me, I was just out here talking shit with my gut, and you're over here fine tooth combing through everything. I, I'll be honest with you, man. About, about, uh, it was 2016 when I stopped doing the whole social media argument shit. Dog, that's the, that's when it should have, it just never got there. To me, I'm always like, trying to, work with social media and that's just like trying to work with humanity like there's a reason we me and you don't work sales jobs there's there's a term out there called post and ghost and i've been living by that that mantra i kind of do for that. a couple of years now yeah i is i i would find myself in conversations i didn't want to be yeah in. dude like i like, even you even do that i tried to do i tried to congratulate my friend the other day and i broke down i was like dude i just can't like hey man congratulations oh, oh. <laughs> No matter what you say online, you're gonna piss somebody off, and you can you can either spend the rest of your day arguing and ruining your own day, or you can piss somebody off, see that they're pissed off, and just laugh at the fact that they're miserable and you're not. Yeah, and you don't even have to put the laugh react. You could just. You got to understand what the like being a white rapper is like. The amount of deranged psychopaths that write things on the ground on in jail that want to send you messages. Hey man, read all this stuff for free. Like crazy. Like I just like if I get on the internet. Also, I'm on a European record label in German. So I get like a whole bunch of things that are just like and I'm like, dude, I can't read any or things in French, like paragraphs. You know what I mean? And the worst ones are the people that go ahead and hit 
Google Translate and it doesn't work that well, like through Slovakian or anything, and then it's like, I mean, you rap duet, bang you good. And I'm like... <laughs> like, look, dude, we're American. We speak one yeah. We only speak one language. Yeah, man, PayPal. That's the language we speak in America. <laughs> Hit me up. I don't know nothing about that, the rest of that stuff, man. It's crazy, uh. man. Oh. Checking the internet is always interesting. My favorite, one of my favorite rappers, does a show where all he does is just answer his European rap messages and, that are translated, and they're all just hilarious, exactly awesome. like that. It's <laughs> it so like funny. I love it when they ask me, "Do you want to do a duet?" Instead of like, "Yo, can I get a feature?" Because when they hit translate and try to break that down, it says duet. Because that's what oh. we're doing is a duet. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I know in French people would be like, oh yes, we do the duet. And I just see us like both like, you know, like skipping uh, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. What's that one where it's like uh, something about summer camp? Uh <laughs> summer loving. Yeah. Summer yeah, loving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Just start like, will you do a duet? And I'm like, listen, man, if you got two hundred dollars, I'll do anything musically <laughs> that you got on the table. Get some James Taylor and Jim Grochi together. There oh, you go. Man. <laughs> I want to sample those things, but like, yo, all right, so these guys that I know, they sampled uh, X group, and they got sued for like $10,500. So like, I love Jim Croce. Wait, they got sued for $10,500? Uh-huh. That's it's oddly a very, specific. It's an oddly specific exactly number. exactly how much it was. And it's not that much money, really, if you're going you to sue somebody. You know what's messed up? If when they hit you with those shits for when you sample, they don't hit you with like, can I have a percentage of the record? They hit you with your fines and your fees. They so even if time, you made yeah. $30, you're going to get $10,500. We're talking about distro kit right now? Uh, no, we're talking about music industry with full, full on distribution. Right now, there's an upload. When you upload your stuff through distro kit, there's a matrix that already can tell what your sample is and check the words out, run it through that, and tell that whether or not you sampled something that was illegal. If you try to like Jeez. sample Britney Spears, uh, Oops, I Did It Again, and make that your rap hook, when you upload it, they're gonna be like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, so like, is... once you make the make it through the matrix, now you're kind of good. But back in the day, you could just put physical CDs out, and the way that worked with Best Buy is you would just give them CDs. There was no guy in between the record label and Best Buy getting the CDs. Yeah, that would listen and say, okay, all right, we got it. So now, once you get hit for that stuff, they hit you for everything you distributed worldwide. So you get hit with crazy charges. So for that reason... And you're I, already getting peanuts from the streaming services. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just makes everybody look at it crazy. But also for us beat makers, like I order records from Egypt and Europe and stuff just because like I know that the trademark in the 70s, the, those people did not trademark those things for American trademark laws in the two... Uh, so they're the not laws are different them. now. Well, yeah, and those people haven't re, uh, re-got their music... Uh, uploaded to the apps and stuff like right. that so when i do sample it it'll make it through the matrix because it's never been touched by there so that now all those producers are having like a like there's a nuclear winter happen and now we're trying to get the last bits of food that are left kind right of thing. i would like to think that if i was a successful super successful musician and someone sampled my music. I'd like to think I made enough good decisions to not be so broke yeah. that I'm going after yeah, some guy in North They're, Carolina yeah. Yeah. You know, for sampling a song I did 40 years ago. Here's what happens. Those ago. guys will be down on their luck, and then they sell all the rights to their music to some other 
guy yeah, who doesn't yeah. even know. That's he, happening a lot right that's, now. That's the right way it now, works. that's happening yeah, all yeah. over the place. So, and that yeah. guy's like, uh, that guy has a guy that come to him, and he goes, uh, yeah, we got this sampling thing. We could probably hit him for $10,500. He's like, uh, the lawyer's on retainer. I'm paying him monthly the same amount. Yeah, go ahead and get him after that. So he gets the $10,500, so he takes care of his retainer it's for the next business. three or four months. It's a whole yeah, business. Yeah, it's it's just, yeah. And they don't care. You're like, well, we're just these rap guys from a small town. They're like, go fuck yourself. I got to have $3,500 for the next three <laughs> yeah. months. They don't give a shit. <laughs> I gotta get that ten thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's exactly you know it's just the way it works. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal, and uh, there's no one left alive, and uh, you've got to plan for the long haul. And <laughs> now it's all right. Yeah. yeah, it's almost over. Yeah. But there are some pretty fire samples off of those European and like even the Japanese records. I'm oh, seeing. Oh, that's the best shit. If you you the the young Jeezy came out with the shit with Big Boy that was like. Just had a Chinese chick going crazy. I was loving that. Shit. Sounds like sounds that. like a Yoko Ono song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just slowly killing the Beatles by herself. <laughs> Beautiful moment. No one talks about that. I guess people still do talk about it. Well, whatever, man. You know, I just did a song with my man Quam. He said, I get locked up for dope like I'm John Sinclair. And I was like, the only people that know about this is guys that watched I Love the 60s on VH1. You know what I mean? There's the only, but you know, there's sometimes the only people you hit, man. Shout outs to all my Asian chicks that are with artists right now because there's a lot of them. You're not Yoko. <laughs> So well, I, I guess we should have probably done this sooner, but why don't you tell our audience where to find you and where to uh, find your music? Man, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and app, whatever thing you got, just B-E-N-I-H-A-N-A. I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of shows at the Rooster. Um, Can't wait. Shout outs to my record label, the Snow Goon. It's not, I don't, it's my, shout outs to the guys that's working with me and pushing me, the Snow Goon. Shout outs to Grind Mode Cypher. Shout outs to the Rooster. Gastonia, what's up? Gastonia artists. We're going to have a new spot to display our artistry and whatnot soon, so we're pretty excited. Um, yeah, shout-outs to Carolina. Yeah, very excited. Now, I mean, it's the last show of the year, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Merry Christmas. Happy New Year Merry to Christmas. all of our Merry audience. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah nice. to all you Jewish people. That's right. Does Kwanzaa still in the game? Kwanzaa still mean, in the game. I mean, why not? And happy Kwanzaa. Shout-outs to Kwanzaa. So we'll be back next year. Uh, we 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 got a whole lot more episodes lined up. I want to thank Benihana. Thank you Shout so much to the for coming to Thank y'all. Listen, I, thank y'all so much. This man, is a great way me, to great way me to end too, the year, twenty twenty one. I think I don't know about you, Cody. I think we've had a great year. I think so. You know, we had we had two seasons of the show. You know, we took a break for summer and we came back strong with the video content. You guys adjusted. Yes. Th- thank you, you to. to those of you that are watching, the, the few dozen of you that are watching every show. We really appreciate it. I think we're going to celebrate. We're finally at a point where we're, we're getting really, really close. It'll be summer next year. We'll finally be able to get the doors open. Be awesome. Yep. And, uh, Benny, you'll be one of the first people we call. Yeah, I'm coming. Show. I'm booking all. If, if you are know anybody that's famous that I know, they'll be over there. So we'll be over at the Rooster hanging out. That's if you in North Carolina or South Carolina, you need to be at the Rooster. That's and the if most you're a hip hop artist in this area looking yeah. to book shows, yeah, hit holla Benny at me. Up. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. We're trying to. This is the. This is. Uh, we're in a great part in the part of North Carolina history of rap music. And a great part of live music, the fact that we're coming back from COVID, you're opening this thing. We're all going to capitalize, make it happen, baby. I'm excited. Let's, Let's make some it. money, have some fun, and share some art. Guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cody, what, what have you got to tell everyone for the, the, the Christmas end of the year show? What, what do you, Dude, 
Uh, I, I'm just like thankful to be a part of it, man. Thankful to be the host. Uh, you know, Michael has done most of it. This show doesn't happen today. without he, Cody's going to downplay it, but this show doesn't have Cody was the first person I called when we decided to do this podcast. He's got the voice. He's pretty. The, the face for radio. He looks like Tyler Childress. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what else you need? And, and he's been with me lockstep every step of the way. And, of course, we got to shout out our beautiful producer, Josh. It took me about a year and a Amazing half to beard. wrangle this guy in. Amazing beard. I worked on him for months and months, but he finally joined the crew. Bro, you're killing it. <clears throat> loving it. Loving it. Doing an awesome Thank you, job. Josh. And, uh, Benny, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, I'll be anytime y'all want me over here, y'all let me know. I'm chilling. I'm right up the street from y'all smoking weed, doing nothing. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the rooster to you. That's right. Poor dogs, truth is all stuck, and truth is all took. My goons off the hook.